It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Eric Harley. Gary McNamara has the morning off. 866-90-RED-EYE. Welcome to Friday, kids. It's the bonus show. 866-90-RED-EYE. If you want to join us, our lines are open. Uh, Coming up, we'll have the latest on the coronavirus. Um, As things start to accelerate in deaths, uh, we're going to hear from uh, Dr. Fauci. He appeared on Anderson Cooper's show on CNN earlier, and we'll hear some audio from that. And he makes the case as to why we will see more deaths uh, and exactly what he expects in terms of uh, this flattening the curve, right? Uh, he'll explain it a lot better than I can, so we'll hear from him. Uh, the president also taking a little bit of flack uh, for something he said at the presser, and the media was kind of chuckling at that. Some, in, Well, plenty in social media were, were chuckling and, and, and basically um, mocking the president for what he said. But did it have a scientific basis? We'll get into that because uh, we're going to hear some audio from the president. You'll hear what he said and what people were mocking. And then we'll bring you the story behind it and what may have been behind that that comment, that answer uh, that he gave at that press event. Um, but but first, uh, we need to explain uh, why our friend Gary McNamara is not here. Uh, it was a very sad day yesterday. Gary lost his mom. Uh, if you have been listening to the program, you know she's been very sick. Uh, we have not uh, let on. He has not let on. That's uh, very personal information. Um, and uh, she, of course, Gary's family, very private uh, situation. We we do share a lot about our families here on the program, but only to the extent that they'll let us. <laughs> oh, I can tell you some things about my mom. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, but Gary loves his family very much. Uh, you should know, uh, if you don't know, that he travels all the time to see them. He's never actually, <laughs> he's never taken a vacation. That you know what? Maybe that's what's wrong with him. Maybe that's maybe he just needs a vacation. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. My colleague and, and friend, and really we are family now. We had a great conversation on the phone uh, on Thursday. Um, but uh, we really are family. Uh, nearly 15 years as a team, and I got to be honest with you. <laughs> a couple of years before we got together, we knew each other because we worked both worked at our flagship station WBAP. I was on the all night show on the national show, and he was on his local show, which was immensely popular and uh, who's well-loved still is by everybody around the, the metroplex and now the u.s and the world as we're on streaming and of course on our app and we've become you know a really uh, if you had said to me before hey you're going to be teamed with gary mcnamara and you guys are going to do great um i would have thought hmm i don't know and because you never know and we had instant chemistry so we really are family um we don't spend a lot of personal time together. In fact, usually it's just text messages and everything is we have this motto, everything for the show. So so we kind of bring our own perspectives to the show based on our own experiences, which are fairly similar, even though I grew up in the South and he grew up uh, in Buffalo. Um, we we really have some shared experiences. I, I believe that our fathers, if they were to sit down, would have a lot to talk about. His father is a uh, an engineer, so he has that critical thinking mind and my dad. Uh, was a top cop in the United States Air Force and a two-time war vet, and he, of course, uh, as a as a as a former MP and and chief of police, has his critical thinking skills lined up as well. He's my hero, as as uh, Gary's 
uh, hero is his mom and dad. And, and it was especially sad on, on Thursday. Uh, we here at Red Eye knew it behind the scenes. Uh, Gary had been filling us in as to what was going on. She had become very sick. And by the way, it was not related to COVID. Uh, she was tested twice, um, but she had become very sick. Um, his father also uh, became sick uh, with the flu. He has recovered. And um, so right now we're keeping Gary, uh, John McNamara, his dad, and his entire family in our thoughts and prayers. Gary did not ever take a vac- hasn't taken a vacation now. Uh, every, usually it's every year. I don't know if he goes, if he's been every year, but it's usually every year he goes to Memorial on Memorial day weekend. He goes, he, he goes to see some friends in Florida, uh, and they hang out for a three day weekend. That's about as close as he gets to a vacation. Recently, he went to a friend's wedding in Portland. One of his old, uh, uh, colleagues up there that he's been friend, friends with since he worked in Portland, he went up there and, and spent some time and, um, and, and went to a, a wedding, a really great wedding. He said, and and came home, but other than that, Gary travels to see his family. Um, that's one of the things that he insisted on. He's told the story many times where uh, you move away from home, and it's kind of hard. Now, I live uh, two hours from my parents uh, by car, uh, so I can just get in the car and be up there in two hours. Right now, I can't go see them because of the whole COVID thing. Um, I'm social distancing by more than 120 miles uh, just to make sure that that I don't carry anything into their home. Um, and Gary has been limited. Um, he went up there early March. Uh, it was less than a month ago, I believe. Uh, he went up to see his parents. Um, but this is what he does. Uh, he, when he moved away from home, um, you know, he moved, gosh, I think the, the furthest he lived was in Portland, I believe. And, you know, he insisted, you know, part of it is that he's going to have to be able to, he, this was his own code, is his own code that I need to be able to go back and see my parents on a regular basis. I need a job where I can, you know, be able to fly in on the weekend. And he goes back once a month. I mean, it's um, whether it's um, he goes back on Easter weekend, uh, which was especially important to his mother. Um, Mother's Day, Father's Day weekend, and every vacation that we take, he flies home and he comes back about midway through Tuesday or Wednesday usually, and then he hangs out and at the house and and uh, and and takes a rest and then comes back uh, to the program. But the, the point is, is that you know when you we talk about honor thy parents, uh, Gary McNamara's lived up to that. Um, so we're all with him. We're all with his dad uh, in thoughts and prayers. Um, and uh, they are they have uh, deep roots in their faith, um, and and we know that uh, we know that God is getting them through this right now. Uh, John McNamara can be proud of his son. Gary's mom, I know, has always been proud of her son. I know he's proud to be her son. And uh, again, it was especially sad for us. So we'll keep uh, Gary in our thoughts and prayers as well, um, and his family. Um, and uh, you can follow along at Gary Red Eye One on Twitter at Gary Red Eye One. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Eric Harley. But uh, you know, we're we're proud to share as much as we can from our personal lives. Uh, it's it, it's it's very little compared to, to how involved our personal lives are. You know, just like with anybody. Uh, but certainly we do share enough to, you know, let you know that, uh, you know, it's it, it's we, we understand that people are going through things. And we understand there are many people out there that are going through a tremendous amount of heartbreak right now, um, whatever the case may be. And, of course, with the whole covid virus, you know, bringing uh, a lot of or covid disease, the coronavirus, 
bringing a lot of uh, great concern to people, uh, even if they are don't have the coronavirus. There is a great deal of fear, and we we understand that we we know that um, we we have families. Um, we we know that um, that we're all kind of you know living right now under this uncertainty. Um, but uh, we just want to let our audience know that uh, that um, it is it is certainly uh, it, it does not escape us. We do not forget that uh, that people, our listeners and everybody else are going through, you know, things of their own. So uh, we'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers if you're going through something. Um, and we appreciate you being here every night. Uh, in fact, uh, over the years, I've been on this show for 23 years. Gary has been a part of it for nearly 15, and it's been terrific. Um, but we've had a long-term relationship with the trucking industry, and it would not be possible without, you know, so many great sponsors that make it happen. Uh, we're going to bring you some interesting stories and also some information about um, what what's going on out there in the trucking industry. And um, there's one really great story. My friends at Mercer Transportation, uh, they have a driver that's leased on to them, and that driver's son did something extraordinary. It's a cool story. We're going to have that conversation about what that that young man did and and uh, and how it ended. It's a great story, and I think right now we could use some great news, right? Uh, also coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, after the bottom of the hour, we're going to hear from Mike Rogers with Pilot Flying J. There's been a lot of questions going on. What's going on with the truck stops? As you know, drivers, you probably know the FMCSA, of course, uh, issuing basically a directive for the truck stops and travel plazas to stay open 24-7. And obviously, there's a lot of work going on. What goes on behind the scenes there at Pilot Flying J during a situation like this? Mike Rogers will tell us that coming up after the bottom of the hour. We're going to hear from him. I spoke with him recently. You'll hear that conversation. Um, but you should know in all that, that things are still running. Now, it's not going to be... A hundred percent. Obviously, you can't go into a sit-down restaurant at one of these locations, but many of those locations have uh, food to go from those sit-down restaurants that are right there at that location. Um, otherwise, they also have uh, a pre-prepared food ready to go uh, so that you can get back on the road. Uh, but they do have food, they do have showers, and they do have fuel. So you should know that. We'll hear from Mike Rogers from Pilot Flying J coming up in just a bit. But uh, after the break, we're going to hear from the president what he said that people are mocking. Um, and is there a scientific basis for it? Was was there was there some kind of, I guess, advice given to the White House that spurred that comment, that answer? And we'll we'll hear from that. If you want to get on board, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, you can be my co-host this morning. Uh, get in on your thoughts on the uh, on the topics as we go along and topics from the week if you want to get in. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Eric Harley. Gary McNamara has the morning off. 866-90-RED-EYE. If you want to join us, 866-90-RED-EYE. Getting some uh, updates, of course, as we do every day from the White House and uh, the the coronavirus task force there at the White House. And there were a couple of things that came up that kind of raised some eyebrows. <laughs> okay. 
you know, the left is still desperately holding on to the whole Russian collusion thing. I mean, you do know that, right? I mean, it, right now, it's not taking precedent. Well, until the president talks about getting aid from Russia. He spoke about that, and someone asked him, well, I mean, are you going to take, are you actually going to take aid from Russia? And the president's answer was, well, that's not the president's answer. Hold on just a second. We'll get it in just a second. Hold on. All right. Sorry. Um, my computer jumped on me. We'll we'll get that in just a second. Here we go. All right. So aid from Russia. Here's his answer. I thought it was a very nice gesture on behalf of President Putin. I could have said, no, I don't want it. Or I could have said, I'll take it. And you know what I said? I'll take it. Is that further aid? I think so. Yeah. If they send things that we need, I take it. Sure. All right, so there you go. I mean, you know, well, how much are you going to take from Russia? Well, you're, 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 you're taking aid from Russia? Hey, if they're sending things that we need, yeah, absolutely. I mean, seriously, uh, your worst enemy, they offer you toilet paper? You going to take it? Probably. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that they, of course, the media was, they want to make a big deal out of everything the president says. You know that if you've been following along. But they made a big deal out of this, a little bit of advice when it comes to um, your protocol, your personal protocol out when you're out and about. And the president talks about masks and anything else you might be able to use to cover your mouth. If people wanted to wear them, they can. If people wanted to use scarves, which they have, many people have them, they can. In many cases, the scarf is better. It's thicker. All right. So there was some mocking of the president on social media and a couple of comments in the mainstream media about the president and oh he doesn't know what he's talking about these these masks are all right you know you gotta you're gonna have to we have to step back sometimes and take a breather and realize all right we're talking from if you don't have a mask if you don't have a mask then you're going to use in fact i saw somebody today i was out and about um and one of my rare trips uh, out and about, uh, but I've had some appointments recently, and I did. I saw somebody wearing a scarf over their mouth, and for obvious reasons, because it was like I don't know, it was it was warm here. It wasn't uh, wasn't a hundred degrees, but it's plenty warm. It wasn't scarf weather, so it was very obvious why this woman was wearing a, a mask and or, or wearing a scarf. And and the president says that, and of course, the uh, social media world goes wild. And this in from CNN. A prestigious scientific panel told the White House Wednesday night that research shows coronavirus can be spread not just by sneezing or coughs, but also by talking or possibly even just breathing. Here's a quote. While the current coronavirus specific research is limited, the results of available studies are consistent with the, uh, the virus spreading from normal breathing. All right. This is from Dr. Harvey Feinberg chairman of a committee with the National Academy of Sciences. All right. Feinberg told CNN that he will wear, you know, while he will wear start, you know, he will start wearing a mask. I'm sorry, this was poorly written. I'm, I'm reading this from CNN when he goes to the gro- grocery store. All right. So he, he makes a pra- practice of it. He says, look, I'll wear one of the, the, the light masks, not one of the surgical masks, but I have a nice Western style bandana I might wear. Uh, as well, or a baklava. He says, I have some nice, pretty nice options. So this is a scientist basically saying, you know, if you've got a bandana, if you've got a scarf, you know, he's pointing out a couple of op- options here that the president pointed out on Thursday night and got mocked for it. You know, this is never going to, this, is, this isn't going to end until uh, the president, the end of the president's fourth term. 
<laughs> um, it is it, it is not going to end. Uh, I suspect if the president is reelected in November, it's only going to ramp up. This is the kind of behavior you see. Uh, he's not a, he's not an expert. Uh, why are you why are you pushing the fish tank cleaner on the American people? A man died because of what Trump advised. That's that's what they want you to believe. Um, then they go with the the drug combo and the chloroquine Z pack combo, right? Hydroxychloroquine Z pack combo, and he starts talking about being hopeful. And what do they do? Oh well, he's pushing this. We're not going to do this. We're not doing well. You know, I guess you don't have to do this. Nevada, the governor says we're not going to do it until our scientific community at the state level approves it okay great i mean you're going to have people that are suffering and it could be for no reason but the only thing the president said was he's hopeful that's it he's hopeful and the media made it sound like the president was sitting there in the white house you know off in the lincoln bedroom turning it into a lab doing his own experiments and pushing something as if he were a scientist and that is not the case the same media that has been that had asked him and mocked him for his answer see uh, the nbc reporter that asked him and by the way there was more to this question but but it was trying to you know convey this question of how do you offer hope to the american people and the president has been doing that every single day it's information it is the people that are standing on that stage with him. We're going to hear more, by the way, from the response team coming up. Dr. Burks uh, talks about um, what she says, uh, Deborah Burks, what she says about, uh, you know, what you can do in terms of uh, covering your mouth, what your practices are, what your what your daily practices should be and what's important. And it may be something you've heard, but um, let's just say she's much more qualified than I am. She's much smarter than I am. And it sounds a lot better coming from her than me, so we'll hear from her coming up here in just a few minutes. After the bottom of the hour, Mike Rogers from Pilot Flying J. We'll talk to him about their response at the ground level there at PFJ and what they're doing right now in this situation. Here is your forecast. A very elongated frontal boundary from Canada to Texas will provide showers for areas from Minnesota down through Iowa, Missouri, the Arklatex, and some potential severe weather for south-central Texas today. As an area of low pressure in that region rides along that frontal boundary, and it's a very slow-moving system, so we will pick up copious amounts of rain and potential thunderstorms and high winds from Missouri to Texas. The snowmaker that's been plaguing the west for several days, beginning to wind down, but that won't be till later today, so look for periods of potential mixed precip for I-90 in South Dakota and I-80 in Nebraska in the overnight hours. That system again shifting eastward throughout the day. The desert southwest is clear. California dry today. Rain will be ending for Boston and New York City. It's clear in the Midwest and Deep South. Your national forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout.
It's a no malarkey morning. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Red Eye Radio. I'm Eric Harley. Gary McNamara has the morning off. A very sad day yesterday as Gary lost his mother. Uh, not related to COVID-19, by the way. She had been sick for a couple of weeks, a few weeks, uh, and she was in the hospital. And uh, she, he lost her yesterday morning. Uh, behind the scenes, we were aware that she had been sick for quite some time, uh, for a couple of weeks, and uh, that she was in the hospital. Uh, he shared with me that uh, the prognosis was not good. Uh, it was a very serious illness, again, not COVID-19. She was tested twice, and it was negative. Um, but uh, as you can imagine, it was a hardship on the family, a hardship on uh, my colleague and family member, Gary McNamara. Um, as we've been together nearly 15 years, uh, we've shared a lot behind the scenes of our family and things going on in our personal lives. I've leaned on him a number of times. Uh, I've, I've missed <laughs> more than my fair share of days uh, being out sick. Uh, and uh, he has covered for me and, and often, not just last minute, but a couple of times where I, I became ill and I had to leave uh, during the show. Everything's fine with me, but um, relatively speaking, uh, I really cannot complain. But um, Gary has been there. Uh, I certainly can't complain in that regard because Gary has really been there to uh, to fill in and, and, and tell me. I mean, he's he stays on me. Get your rest, get your rest, get your rest. And today or yesterday we spoke um, uh, not long after his mother had passed. And uh, he said, well, you know, he's he's been a real trooper. He's been in every night. Um, and you know, they've been waiting on the news because the prognosis, uh, it, it was again, grim. And, uh, over the last few nights, he's been a real trooper, although he's been in great pain. Um, we talked yesterday and he explained to me everything, uh, you know, uh, you know what had happened and, and, and we were just having this conversation. He said, you know, I, I don't know about tonight cause we're making arrangements. I said, what do you mean? I said, no, 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 You're staying home tonight. Tonight is a family night, and if and as long as you need. Um, right now, unfortunately, he cannot travel to New York. They, his family is in Buffalo. Um, and because if he comes back uh, here, uh, obviously, uh, New York, uh, the, the state itself being, being a hot spot um, in our state of Texas, if he comes back, of course, he would be quarantined by the, right now, uh, by the state mandate uh, for 14 days. And also... Uh, right there in Buffalo, uh, as uh, you may know and may have experienced yourself, when it comes to services for loved ones, it's very limited. So his family has decided that uh, they will you know, be doing something, a memorial service at some point together when all is uh, clear and, and, and Gary can travel and other family members can travel as well to be there. Uh, but we certainly keep his family in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, Gary will be back with us soon. I can tell you that he can be proud because he is a, a, a great son. He really is. He uh, honor thy mother and thy father. Uh, he lived it. And so it really is um, a sad day here at Red Eye Radio. But uh, we're going to uh, we're going to miss him as long as he's out. He's going to be back soon. Uh, I guarantee you that. And uh, and while this has been painful for him, he's been really strong through it. And and, you know, he got that from his mother and his father. You know, great parents. He told me about it uh, the other day. He just mentioned that. Uh, that strength comes from from them. And, um, you know, I'm proud to work beside the guy. I really am. Um, I bragged about how he often travels on every vacation, by the way, that we take. He's going to his parents' house. It's the first thing he does. And maybe not right after the show always, but on Saturday maybe. He'll get on a plane, a fly to Buffalo. He'll spend a few days. He comes back Tuesday or Wednesday. 
Um, but he is he has been to see his parents and spends great quality time with him. And I know that he, he will miss his mother. But uh, her legacy uh, is, you know, what what I see in my colleague. Uh, great strength, along with all those great uh, lessons and strength from John McNamara. Uh, when you hear deep voice guys say people just want to be BS'd, that came from Gary's father, John McNamara. Uh, I know that he, uh, John, and my dad, Jim, uh, Jimmy, would sit down and and have a have great conversations. Though they'd never have never met each other, they they really have a lot in common based on the stories Gary and I have shared with each other off the air for years. Uh, so Gary and his family are in our thoughts and prayers. Um, and anyone else out there that uh, that is going through anything right now. Um, I had a cousin die a couple of weeks ago. Again, services were limited, so we didn't get to say our proper goodbyes and pay our proper respects. Uh, a friend of mine and a longtime friend from elementary school just uh, died a couple of days ago. Uh, this is someone that I've kept in contact with all these years, uh, along with several others from grade school and, and junior high and high school. And we get together on a regular basis, uh, a handful of us, eight or nine guys and and we sit around and, and we share great stories about our families and our lives and, and our history together. And uh, I lost one of those guys. And, you know, we know that people are going through this right now all over the country that, uh, unfortunately, uh, you cannot pay your last respects. You cannot. Uh, the services are being limited. But uh, um, it is uh, it's, it's very t- difficult because, you know, here I, I felt helpless that Gary could not be with his mom. Uh, in her final moments. However, they did some video conferencing and he was able to spend time with her thanks to the technology and great innovation that we have today. He was able to do that. And I know he's grateful for that. Um, and I know he can be proud that he did his due diligence and he was, he, he, as a son, he was, he was ever present. And I know his mom was proud to be his mother. So we'll keep him in our thoughts and prayers. The trucking industry uh, has been delivering everything that that we need and 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 in our homes right now as we're all sheltered in place uh they've been doing that by the way the trucking industry has been doing that from the beginning uh since uh, ship by truck began it was harvey harvey firestone that came up with that idea by the way uh you know firestone tires um but he came up with ship by truck um when he was in war and eventually that led to a, a huge of course interstate system and now delivery infrastructure that brings us everything that we need. Who supports the drivers on the road? It's the truck stops. We're proud to be affiliated with our partners, Pilot Flying J. We broadcast from the Pilot Flying J studios. Um, and we are really, really proud to be a part of this industry. Pilot Flying J, a big sponsor. And we had a chance to sit down with Mike Rogers of Pilot Flying J recently. And I asked him about their response to COVID-19. The top priority right now, and it really is always our top priority, is to keep, number one, our team members safe and, number, and, and our customers safe and healthy. Um, it's critically important that we do everything possible to keep those trucks on the road and take care of our professional drivers. Um, so we're really taking extra efforts to keep the stores clean and, and open, for that matter, right? Uh, we have over 750 locations, and they're all open this morning. It's a, it's a hard work keeping them open, but we're we're all rowing in the same direction and they're open for food they're open for showers and of course the fuel supply is good we're also practicing social distancing in our stores 
the sanitation cleaning, we have a routine we do. We've increased the frequency with the, the, the amount of time we use to clean the stores. Food is a challenge, and all of our locations are open, and they are serving food. 650 locations are selling sandwiches and prepackaged snacks in the cold case. 310 are selling chicken wings, tenders, jumbo breakfast burritos, and things like that. QSRs, uh, like Denny's and Wendy's, they're open for carryout for the most part. Yeah. So we're doing a lot to keep things moving. Right, right. It's a, it's a huge effort, as I can only imagine here. Uh, drivers would probably ask about the loyalty program. Can you tell us more about your loyalty program at Pilot Company? Yeah, so we just actually launched a new loyalty program yesterday. Their dedication, everything, we, we, we want to give them as much as we possibly can to keep them on the road. Mm-hmm. So uh, with the loyalty program, it's an in-app loyalty program. So when they bring up the app, which almost all drivers have, they'll be presented. They can select, I want to earn more points. Once they opt in, every fill-up of 75 gallons or more, they get an extra half a point, up to four points in the month. And then, then, then there on out, they earn four points on every fueling transaction. Yeah. Like I said, it started yesterday, and it's really out there to thank them for the awesome job they're doing, keeping everything going. Sure. Absolutely. Um, we're talking with Mike Rogers, Chief Strategy and Information Officer at the pilot comp- at Pilot Company. Mike, you mentioned your team members and how they're working harder right now than ever and working around the clock to keep your travel centers open. How's Pilot Company supporting your team members? We're doing, we're doing everything we can to make sure they can take care of their families, we're being flexible with respect to their schedules, that kind of thing. Mm. From a financial perspective, Last week, we essentially gave every 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 employee or every team member a two dollar raise during this time as a thank you. Uh, it's two dollars per hour. Right. They also get a free meal up to ten dollars for every shift, and we have an emergency pay plan. Should they have to go out and be quarantined, they don't have to worry about getting paid. They're, they're they'll be getting paid normally mm-hmm. during the recovery process. Okay. We also uh accelerated our manager bonuses and things of that nature to make sure that people have enough money to put food on the table. Right. Yeah. Um, how else are you ensuring drivers are safe? Um, number one, we're cleaning. We have the hand sanitizer. Sure. We're, you know, we, we have our digital properties. So our app, you can do a lot of touchless transactions where you don't have to interact or hand anything to anybody in the store. So we're encouraging the use of the app. The loyalty program does that. So they can mobile fuel. They can reserve a shower on their phone, it gets a code. They type in the code and open the shower. They never have to talk to anybody or get close to anybody. We also have, we put up a website, a COVID-19 informational site, and anything they need to know about our stores, our locations is contained there. And in the app, all the location information is, is contained. Okay. So if something does have to close, the driver's going to know it. Right. Anything, any kind of word that, you, you know, if you could speak uh, to America's drivers and, and, you know, all at once, any kind of message to that collective set of individuals on the road right now that you would like to say on behalf of Pilot? First of all, we understand better than anybody that the job you guys are doing. feel like you're finally getting some respect, and we love you. We're here, we're here to help you. We're committed to staying open for food, showers, and fueling. And whatever you need, we're there to help you. Uh, Mike, I know you folks are, are working hard. Um, I have a number of times passed the headquarters there uh, in Knoxville and looked up that hill and thought, man, I'd like to go up there. And usually it's on a, a Saturday <laughs> or something, but I've seen it. I know that you guys are, are deeply embedded and have been for many, many years uh, in, in the trucking industry. I, I'll tell you right now, my dad buys fuel at a 
at a uh, Flying J uh, near his home and 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 for his uh, uh, diesel pickup. And so uh, it is. I, I I know full well uh, and uh, how again how hard you have worked up until now over the years for drivers. Um, but I can only imagine what it's like uh, keeping up with this demand as as we see America's drivers basically keeping us going as as a public as a society yeah. uh, pretty amazing well, actually we're, we're we're honored to do it and, yeah and i feel great about getting up every, every day early and helping yeah and these days we're getting up early and going to bed late yeah i i, I you know again we thank you because uh someone uh, made the comment the other day a driver made the comment on the show you know you're showing up to post it's not just those that are in the healthcare industry, it's of course America's truck drivers, but then we think about the travel stops and and the support for the industry and and what it takes to get goods to us. Not just the the things that we want, but the things that we need in a moment yeah. uh, during that 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 we're in right now, which includes medication, which includes everything. I mean, if you look at it, and we always say it: if a if you if you bought it, a truck brought it, and and of course behind the wheel of that truck is a truck driver, an individual making a lot of sacrifices as you and your team are there at Pilot Flying J. And I'm going to tell you this, uh, Mike, uh, uh, next time I'm in Knoxville, if it's business hours, I'm going to come up that hill. I'm going to knock on the door. How you, what do you say to that? Uh, I say, come on in. Well, we're, and by the way, we're there on Saturday. Too. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, I will many, do it. Next, there. Uh, yeah. next time, come on up. All right. I'll, to see you. I'll do it. We'll get some pictures and, and, and share them. And, uh, again, thank you for all the efforts, uh, not, not just your crew there on the leadership and management team, um, but, but of course, everybody at all of those locations out there working around the clock, they're showing up, uh, they're getting the job done, they're keeping America rolling, and, and we thank you for that. And thanks for being here. Why don't we talk again soon? Thanks, Mike. Sounds good. Thank you. Mike Rogers there with P, uh, PFJ, Pilot Flying J, and it's just, a, again, part of the collective effort of those travel plazas out there supporting America's truck drivers. Thank you, drivers for everything you do every day, especially in this situation, working harder than ever. We can't thank you enough. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Eric Hartley. Gary McNamara has the morning off. He's back with us soon. 866-90-RED-EYE. If you want to get in, we'll get to you some of your calls here after the top of the hour. We're also going to hear from Dr. Fauci uh, some uh, interesting uh, information that he uh, spoke about not only uh, during the press conference, but also he appeared on CNN and some new information um, or I guess and, and then some, I guess, repeated information as to what's going on with the virus, what should states be doing. And we are seeing more and more actions by not just uh, states, but uh, cities, municipalities, uh, counties, uh, and states, and the federal government, of course, extending their guidelines until April 30th. So we can expect a lot more of that. What else can we expect in terms of deaths from COVID-19? Dr. Fauci is going to tell us that as we play some audio from his appearance on CNN earlier. Uh, we'll have that for you and your calls. You want to get in? Join us. 866-90-RED-EYE.
This hour's news is brought to you by Travel Centers of America, home of World Lens Coffee, the freshest roast on the road. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Eric Harley. Gary McNamara is off this morning. 866-90-RED-EYE if you want to join us. 866-90-RED-EYE. We do have one or two open lines if you want to get in. 866-90-RED-EYE. Obviously, the story, uh, it, which it has been for a while, uh, is the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. What's going on on the local governments? What's going on with state governments? What's going on with the federal governments? And we've been talking about, uh, the the of course, the response team being on uh, on hand, uh, in fact, uh, when you look at, at what's going on right now with the response team, I think they've all been doing a great job, including the president. Uh, the president has been mocked uh, many times. And it's uh, interesting when you, everybody seems to pay attention when Dr. Fauci is speaking. Uh, and, you know, he's been not just at that press conference on stage every night with the president, but he's been all over the media. I really don't know when Dr. Fauci is sleeping. I'm guessing it's just a couple hours a day. God bless him. But he's getting important information and uh, to the American people, not just at that press conference, but by making those media appearances. Um, but it's very real information. He was on with uh, Anderson Cooper on CNN earlier. Uh, this is several hours ago. And they were taking questions basically from, from the 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 audience uh, or and they were sending them in and uh they and and the, a question came up about you know okay if we've been sheltered in place you know for a couple of weeks here then um you know why are we seeing an increase in deaths and this is what dr fauci again appearing on cnn had to say about that here was his response that's a really great question anderson and the fact is that there is a delay because the way it goes you have people who get exposed they get infected the number of new infections hospitalizations critical care and deaths so even when you suppress or stabilize the number of new infections it's still going to take a while before you see a decrease in hospitalizations a decrease in intensive care and a decrease in deaths and in fact deaths are the last thing that lag so you could be doing well and having a good effect on mitigation and still see the deaths go up. A guarantee that's exactly what's going to happen in New York City. I want to follow up with that. Uh, you know, the Dr. Murray's chart, uh, you know, shows 80,000 some deaths by by August. The White House projection was 100 to 240,000 in a similar amount of time. That could change if, you know, people really adhere to social distancing. Everyone stays at home. The converse, though, is also true. If all states don't start stay-at-home orders, and there's uh, and and social and rigorous social distancing. Those numbers could also increase, correct? Because isn't some isn't it your numbers based on the idea that uh, current social distancing remains as it as it is, or or right. all states are doing it? Right on, uh, Anderson. That's it. You're exactly correct, and that's the reason why I, I you know I just 
want to reach out to, to, to the viewers and say, you know, mitigation, if you do it well, is going to be at a number that I don't like and nobody likes. So you got to put your foot on the accelerator to bring that number down because data will always trump models. So what we want to do is we don't care. The model says this, but we want to get it down. But as you say correctly, if you back off and you don't mitigate, there's a possibility that number will go up. And that's the worst possible thing in the world you want to see. And that's the reason why I'm so adamant about when we say we got to follow those guidelines. You really got to take it seriously. All right, Dr. Fauci appearing on CNN. And, you know, the I think the idea of uh, and I was out and about uh, it's it's rare that I do this. I've, I've been kind of self-quarantining. Um, we are in one of those essential roles here in the media. And the I've just been just a personal and Gary's been doing the same, just a, a personal practice going out as as little as possible. I think, in fact, it's it's the case for many people just to be safe. But I did have to get out for a few things uh, over the last couple of days, had some appointments and also stopped in some stores. I noticed there were two different stores that I had to go in. And in one of the stores, it was it was the larger of the two. There were it was almost like this interesting dance. Now, they weren't at that store limiting the number of people that could go in. Some stores are. At that store, they were not. And there weren't a ton of people in that store at the time. But everybody was walking around each other and giving plenty of space to the other people. And it's, you know, basically, we're let's face it, we're, let's be blunt, we're looking out for our own self-interest. Nobody wants to get sick. And I just noticed this, it just became this, this I mean, it was almost normal. I think it's instinctual. But people were really going out of their way for social distancing. Now, I was going in one door and another gentleman was coming out and he stepped over to the side until I came through. Now, this is a double automatic door that opens and I walk through and there's plenty of room for two people, one to walk in and one to walk out. But in this case, he stepped aside. And then after I got into the little foyer area where the shopping carts are, I stepped aside and let him out. We were both practicing that social distancing again i think it comes from instinct there are a lot of people that say this is overdone i don't know that it's overdone i hope that we can get past this at some point and say it was overdone that means then if we do get to a point where we can say that that means it's not going to get that bad i hope and pray that i can look back on this and say wow we really overdid that i don't like to see the economy suffer i don't i have a ton of mixed emotions i know a lot of people do about how we get back But when you look at the data from last week on unemployment, the new unemployment claims 6.6 million. That's a massive number. There are real effects beyond the virus itself. And that's the policy that's being put in place right now. The one thing I can't do is tell you what this virus is going to do. But what I can tell you, and I think anybody with any brains that knows anything about an economy is that if we are in this shelter in place protocol order directive at a local level state level or federal level even at some point it hasn't happened yet necessarily the guidelines are there but if there is this shelter in place order 
it's going and people can't go to work. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have any faith that the public schools are going to come back by the end of the school year. I just don't. In Texas, the governor ordered a few days ago that the no public schools would be open before May 4th. Well, the end of the school month or the end of the school year is about a month from there, less than a month from there. I don't see that happening. And people are going to be, I'm, frankly, I think if they when they reopen the schools, I think parents are going to be really curious as to what the policy is going to be for keeping those classrooms sanitized, uh, what the practices of any of the given teachers or administrators in the schools are. When you're a parent, that's what you consider because nobody wants to send their child back to a school where it's not going to be proper practice. They're they're going to want that reassurance. The parents are. And so let's just say that this thing goes all the way through the summer, even, I think, in the fall. Well, let's say that it we, we taper out of this during the summer, even in the fall, if they do allow schools to reopen. I think you're going to have plenty of parents questioning what the guidelines will be. And you can bet there will be new policies in place at the school level. Have an educator friend uh, uh, that that I know, and she's been part of a school system for many years. And she said, and again, it's just anecdotal. She's not been told by the school board or, or anyone else officially, but she does not expect the school year to, to come back. That this will likely, schools will be closed, again, her opinion, for the rest of the school year. And I believe the same thing. Again, it's, I, I don't have any information, but I just don't see them reopening schools. I will add to that. I hope I'm wrong. Because that means that we're definitely on top of this and we're seeing some miraculous results of clinical testing with chloroquine and z And that would be terrific. But as you heard from Dr. Fauci, there are a number of things there uh, that, that the data that they're watching... Um, is an eye-opener. Should you panic? No. Should you be aware? Yes. You should also be diligent about what you're doing every day. And I think this is this is exactly what we are looking for uh, in a society. And I think naturally, we're for the most part, most of us are practicing that. I do see plenty of people out and about. I live in a major metro area, and I've been running errands um the last couple of days and and running those errands there are people out and about but you you can see that it is a very temporary situation that they're on a mission to get something those people that are that i'm seeing again anecdotal evidence but i think i'm right on this in general that collectively people are going out getting what they need and getting back home or going to work doing the job if they're an essential role and they still have a job and getting home and right now that's that's what's being advised. That's the best practice. We're going to get to your calls next. If you want to join us, we do have an open line, 866-90-RED-EYE. Tips from J.J. Keller and Associates Incorporated on preventative maintenance, spring cleaning. We've all heard the phrase spring cleaning. Spring is the time when homeowners address all those winter projects that the weather did not allow. Windows are washed. Home exteriors are cleaned and any nicks and scrapes around the house are addressed. You can take a similar approach while on the road with your truck. Spring is a good time to give it a good washdown. The cab, the undercarriage, the entire vehicle. Wipe that mud, sand, and dirt off the truck. 
The debris may have covered license plates, IFTA stickers, or other important state registration numbers, or even defects. Maintaining clean trucks also gives you, and your company, a better sense of professionalism. When potential clients see clean trucks on the road, they'll leave a positive impression. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates Incorporated. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This has been the Meritor Driver Report, brought to you by Pilot Flying J, Shell Rotella, and Meritor Aftermarket. Run with the bull. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Eric Carter. Gary McNamara has the morning off. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, an interesting order that came down on Thursday morning. Uh, Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey signed an executive order on Thursday authorizing the state police superintendent to commandeer medical supplies and equipment needed to combat the worsening of the coronavirus pandemic. In fact, here is the comments from Governor Murphy. While we look forward to these facilities cooperating with us and providing this equipment as needed, this order gives Pat the express authority to requisition it for distribution to our acute care hospitals and other health care facilities. And needless to say, they badly need the equipment. Let's go to your calls, 866-90-RED-EYE. In fact, uh, David's calling right now from Washington and wants to chime in on that one. David, you're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome. Good morning, Eric. How are you this morning? Good, good. Thank you for being here. Are you, I, yes. Um, before I get to that comment, let me just say I'm praying for Gary. Uh, I lost my mom four and a half years ago. That is a hole that never gets filled. So yes, I'm sure. He's going to need our thoughts and prayers all we can. Thank you. Um, I had heard that story on the radio as I was leaving Philly last night. And I, I mean, I understand the need for the equipment. I understand the need for caution. This, to me, just takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, you know, we're, I, I am not. I'm not. I'm not really comfortable. I mean, I, it doesn't matter if I'm comfortable with it or not. Right. I cringe when I heard that story. I literally cringe and said, "You have got to be kidding me." Well, it's interesting here because we we've talked about when. In fact, if you go to the CDC website, David, there is information about. What is constitutional, what the federal government can do in terms of quarantines? And, of course, there's different interpretations of the power. Uh, One of the things that concerns me on the federal level is that through executive order, uh, the illnesses and diseases list can change. And what I what I worry about there is that we get down the road and some liberal president says, well, we have a gun epidemic and then you can follow, you know, from there, my concern, but it, but they do it it, right now. It is part of the constitution that, and there is right now a very, uh, it's a very rigid list, but again, through an executive order, the president can change that and add COVID-19 because our founders looked at that and said, I mean, they couldn't predict what kind of diseases or epidemics or pandemics we might have. And that's something that they wanted to make sure that the executive power could do to, again, help protect the American people. The quarantine thing is very different. When you talk about commandeering property, I have a great concern 
with this as well because you're talking about going in. And as the governor talked about there, uh, we would hope that these businesses, we're talking about businesses, by the way, where they can go into these businesses and they can commandeer this medical equipment, that the state police now have the authority to do that. It's If this becomes one of those situations where a company is forced, and that just may happen in New Jersey, other, rather than volunteering that equipment up for the state, and I, I really don't know, I haven't been able to find out if the state is is reimbursing these companies for that equipment. Are you purchasing? Because commandeering um, is is one thing, but are you reimbursing these companies? And I haven't been able to find that. Now, a lot of companies are yeah, offering they, their... They, they, the, the, the story says that they are at a later date. Well, okay, that's that's what I heard too, but I don't know the details of what that means and how they, I guess, how they value that equipment. Uh, is there a market value on that? Well, well what market value does the state, in this case, the state of New Jersey, give to that equipment that they're taking? Because I don't know the production cost of, uh, if there were, uh, if a business has this and they produce that equipment, um, I don't know what production cost, transportation cost, uh, or if it's a if it's a uh, wholesaler of this equipment, are what costs are there? And, and again, what would their market price be? Again, that that's all going to be worked out. What I suspect is, right. David, what? is that our, our worst right. fear, your your fear and mine, is it might not play out too often, but there certainly are some issues that I do have with this. Go ahead. Yeah, and what precedent are what precedent are we setting? Because a state governor can dictate this to private business. Well, it, it, this the, isn't saying the, anything about the public. Sure. Well, but we can. But the, right now, the governors do have the the power. Again, it's limited. It's temporary. They do have the power to do a number of things. Uh, they've closed uh, what they call essential businesses. Judges have done that in the counties. In fact, uh, Clay Jenkins, uh, Dallas County, the judge is taking on uh, Michaels, the store that sells arts and crafts, and they apparently have had some locations open during this order, this county order in Dallas County, Texas, and he has issue with that. But some friends of mine have made some very good cases for Michael staying open because, wait a minute, the liquor stores are open. So if you want to go somewhere, you want to go to Michael's, you're, you're sheltered in place, you want to go somewhere, it's it's a part of what I would say is, is morale. If you're sheltered in place and you're practicing uh, otherwise all the, all the directives, you know, the social distancing and everything else, and you go out to a store and you gather supplies to keep your family, your maybe your kids entertained while they're while they're sheltered in place. That morale is just as important as somebody having a drink, is it not? This is the, this is what we have to look <laughs> at when it comes. No, absolutely. I mean, because you know, if if I choose not to drink, and many people do, then you're going to look to something else to get again that morale. We're all going a little bit stir crazy. I understand it. Uh, especially for those who are working from home and and don't leave the house very often. I I get it. I I know that. And so there has to be something of a morale booster. And I'm sorry, Netflix. There's only so many things I can binge right now. And thank you, David. We appreciate your concern. I share that as a as a the libertarian side of me has a great concern with the uh, New Jersey governor acting in this way. I would hope that there is a cooperative effort at play and that this never gets to a court case. But if it does, it will be interesting to see, because I think this a case like this could get to the highest courts. You want to get on? 
866-90-RED-EYE. The Bonus Show. I'm Eric Harley. Gary McNamara has the morning off. Sad day yesterday here at Red Eye Radio as Gary lost his mother. Uh, we have known about it behind the scenes for a while, for a few days at least, that uh, she had become very ill, not related to the COVID virus, uh, but she had become very ill and had been in the hospital. And there was, of course, a great deal of strength shown by my partner in crime, my colleague Gary McNamara, as he was here every night. He was showing up. Uh, we, we've we been taking our role during this whole thing, as we do every night, very seriously about trying to get you the latest information, what's going on, what the government's doing, uh, dispel all of the lies being told by many in the mainstream media, and just be here, uh, if, if nothing else, a companion piece. Uh, for people who right now are sheltered in place, may have insomnia and may not be listening on a regular basis to our program overnight. But we greatly appreciate you being here. And I greatly appreciate the strength of, of my colleague, Gary McNamara. My thoughts and prayers are with Gary and his family, as he has been, again, a, a very loyal, dedicated and 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 terrific son to his parents. His his dad John McNamara has some wise words that we share with you on the program all the time. I'm I'm proud to do that because I feel like I know, and that I've known Gary's parents for a while. I know Gary's mother is going to be missed, but her legacy is that uh, first of all she has created a a good person to 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 help other people out in the world, and and he is a, he's a very strong individual. And I've seen him. I, he doesn't always talk about it, but he's helped a number of people that uh, he's kind of mentored over the years, and it's a, it's a terrific thing to witness. It's really, a, a again, a sad day here at Red Eye Radio as Gary takes the morning off. He's not able to travel to New York. Uh, at the time, they're going to do so at a later date and have a memorial service where he can attend, but certainly, as you can imagine, so many things to, uh, to digest and, and, uh, and, and, of course, this time to grieve. Uh, and our thoughts and prayers are with Gary, his dad, John, and their entire family. And he will be back soon. And I told him, he called me yesterday morning, not long after his mom had passed. And he said, well, you know, so many things are going on today. Because every night, we, we weren't sure. The prognosis was grim, and we weren't sure if he would be here. And I told him, you you take the time you need. You don't have to be here. And, and he he and I both see this work as a bit of therapy. We love doing what we do, and we take the time we need to, but it's also therapeutic, and it helps us when we can be here and do something. And he has been in that mode, and when he called me on Thursday morning, we had a great conversation, and we paid tribute to his mom, and he shared some thoughts about his mom. And he talked about, he said, well, I don't know what the day is going to be, what it's going to bring, and I don't know if, when I'm going to be able to sleep. I said, and he said, so I, I'm not sure. And I said, no, we're going to make that decision right now. You're staying home tonight. You're going to grieve. You're going to rest. And you come back when you're ready. And so even though he can't travel to, to be there and pay his last respects to his mom just yet, he will do so. 
in the future when things, when travel does open up and he is able to be there. So again, our thoughts and prayers are with Gary and his family this morning and in the coming days and months. I am fortunate to still have my parents with me, but I know many go through this. And if you're going through something right now, again, our thoughts and prayers are with you. 866-90-RED-EYE. If you want to join us, we do have uh, right now a full board, but get in as you can as we go to Jim in Illinois on the whole coronavirus. Jim, you're on Red Eye. Hi. Hey, uh, of course, uh, prayers for uh, Gary. Thank you. And his family. You. you know, we we lost uh, my father-in-law just a month ago. Yeah, and it's a uh, stage four cancer like uh, Russia's going through. I'm sorry. And... Uh, and uh, he, he uh, and his, it went so fast. He was the, the it was December twenty seventh that he got diagnosed, and he went very fast. Okay, yeah, right. But that, but that aside, and, and his daughter, my wife, is a uh, is a a, 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 a pharmacist that is traveling from town to town to town. She's been in five different towns last week. Wow. Okay, she's a, a floater. What do you call it? Okay. So we're presuming it, that we're going to be, you know, we're just hunkering down. We're just right, saying, sure. okay, we're, we're going to be set, okay? Right, But Good. beyond that, the thing is that, is that this Trump administration is, can't be responsible for what these governors have not done over the years, okay? Right. You know, how can he be held responsible for, for what these people have failed to prepare for over the decades. Well, you understand? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, Jim. When it comes to a pandemic, there really is no way to properly prepare. I mean, it is right now we are in unprecedented territory. I know a lot of governors that, that have policies that I, I greatly disagree with. But the question is, all right, because Governor DeSantis in Florida, people were criticizing him a Republican, for not acting sooner, for not closing the beaches during spring break and not closing the beaches soon enough. And then he finally came down with an order just a few days ago. And it's, it, it you know, it was a, it's a fairly strict order. I have friends and people close to me in Florida. And I looked at that uh, situation. I thought, well, because you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't, Jim. And when it comes to a pandemic, there are a number of things that I can say where local leaders, uh, whether it's a mayor or a judge, in a county or the state government have made some questions that, you know, with hindsight, when we get more information about this and this whole thing is behind us, we can say, okay, that was a wrong move. And that was a wrong move. I'll just say this. I wouldn't want to be in any of their shoes right now. I can disagree with certain things uh, like the call by the County judge in Texas, Dallas County judge, Clay Jenkins. Uh, You, you leave, liquor stores open but you can't go get arts and crafts which would be again i think something therapeutic and for morale purposes would serve better in my opinion than alcohol would for an adult and if you're you know if if we're going to if we're going to sit here and 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 even though it's temporary if we're going to close these businesses down or limit the access by people to those businesses then there's we're going to have a lot of questions going forward but the fact of the matter is we are in better uh, better safe than sorry mode right now. And even people in their private practice, uh, you know, I mean, in their personal practice day to day are doing the same thing. We're all going about our, our way and being cautious with few 
anecdotally, with few exceptions. So I get what you're saying. There are a lot of these governors that are making wrong calls, and we thank you for the call. But I don't see this as, right now, um, an absolute situation where it's where it's right or wrong. I disagree with with Jenkins if he is calling out Michaels here. But again, he put the order out, and if there is an order and they're not deemed an essential business, uh, will there be a court challenge on that? There, in fact, there's going to be court challenges all over the place on on things like this, and they're they're already they a few of them have already started, but as time goes on. They're going to, again, people are going to be making the case for essential businesses, right? You, again, if you have alcohol uh, available, you make it available for, you know, liquor stores being open and and other recreational things can't be open, then you could see Clay Jenkins or other judges or governors, mayors come out with orders that get more strict and say, okay, everybody's closed. The governor by or the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, put an order out the other day, which supersedes a number of things uh, in Dallas County and other counties in Texas in that state. Uh, but the governor of Texas did allow for uh, religious activities in terms of gatherings. So again, uh, there's we're going to look back and say, okay, this was right, this was right, this was wrong, that was wrong. But right now. That will either be up to the courts or these orders will stay in place. Many of them are temporary, in fact. But you look at the the uh, lot of the state orders right now are extended through April 30th. So uh, that pretty much takes the entire state into that mode. By the way, Dr. Fauci was alluded to that. We'll try and get you some audio on that about what the states are doing. And, and he believes right now that the state's he used the word lockdown, that the states should be in lockdown. We'll, we'll get that for you here in a bit. But there are many medical professionals, many scientists right now that are part of this. And they're saying, look, the best thing we can do is mitigate. And again, um, if this is overreaction and we get to a point, and hopefully it's sooner than later, where we can look back on this and say it was overreaction, that's a good thing. That means we got beyond it. How we get beyond the economy coming back from Again, unemployment numbers, the claims last week, 6.6 million people. That's a massive new record. When you, How do you come back from that? Especially when the federal government is, in some cases, paying people more to stay home now than they were making on their job. Where's the incentive for companies to hire anybody back if they know their employees are being taken care of otherwise? Well, when, they, when we get back to work, we're going to need people. Which means people, these companies, big and small, they're going to have to pay people more. You may say that's a good thing, but it's created not by just the demand for people. It's created by a false value that the federal government has given each of those workers by giving them, again, in some cases, more than they make on their job just to stay home. Will that change? (laughs) We'll see with stimulus number four, which... They expect to happen by the end of this month if things don't change drastically, which I expect they won't. You want to get in? 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Eric Harley. Friday morning, it is uh, the bonus show. Very sad morning here as uh, Gary is out after his mother passed yesterday. Uh, Not related to COVID-19, by the way, but she had been suffering from an illness recently. And uh, she passed away yesterday morning. Gary and his family are in our thoughts and prayers. He's back with us soon. 866-90-RED-EYE, if you want to get on board. Uh, there are a lot of things going on related to COVID. Uh, some some startling news coming down, some startling numbers yesterday. The death toll and economic de- devastation from uh, COVID reached staggering new levels in the U.S. on Thursday. As officials uh, were reporting more than 1,000 deaths from the pandemic in a single day and revealed that more than 6.6 million Americans are now seeking unemployment benefits, and that happened in one single week. You can expect that to go up uh, the next report. Uh, So we will certainly uh, be uh, looking for, I guess, probably more mandates or more, even more voluntary shutdowns by businesses and organizations. I'm seeing anecdotally the businesses that are open, grocery stores and such that are open now are limiting their hours even the convenience stores that have always been 24-7 in recent days in, in my area are shutting down between like 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. One store was shutting down between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. Again, a convenience store, I think, and I was looking, I was I drove when I could not go in I because I was on the way here. I drove through the fuel island and, and looked, and it appeared as if the pay at the pump was still on so uh, people can get fuel but uh, you're seeing right now a a ton of businesses limiting their hours even those in essential roles and a lot of that has to do with inventory and the supply chain again thank you truck drivers we have been recognizing you for many years on this program Uh, but the the country right now is is taking notice of of your important role not just during a crisis but every day of all the things not just the things that we need that we can sit and giggle about the soap and the uh, the the toilet paper, but things that are very essential beyond that, and that's pharmaceuticals. My dad, after his military career, was a truck driver for a pharmaceutical company, a little regional route. He got home every night, and he loved it, It, but I could tell it, it was one of those jobs where, you know, he... He had a mission, just like he did in the military. And he just wanted to make sure that people got what they needed. And being former law enforcement, of course, he could clear that security hurdle. And and that pharmaceutical company was very much at ease with having him behind the wheel and in control of. Think about this. I I had never thought about it until I did just a little bit of simple math of a truckload of pharmaceuticals. I mean, people would want their hands on that, the bad guys, right? Right. And sure enough, one day my dad had come to deliver to this uh, one independent pharmacy in the town where we lived. And he, he he came in, he pulled in the alley and came in, brought the deliveries through the back door. He would always go in and check with the pharmacist who was also the owner first to make sure that they could uh, securely bring in what my dad was delivering. And he came in as the bad guy was running out the front door. He had just robbed that pharmacy. It was the middle of the day. And it's right now, I think, you know, you we kind of take notice of who's doing what. There are so many vital roles, so many vital roles out there. Truck drivers, healthcare workers, the people at these retail locations, 
that are showing up. Uh, not just to work during the day while they're open, but to stock shelves at night. And that's really what's going on right now to a large degree. They're restocking while they're closing. If they're limiting hours, it's not just about limiting exposure. It's about getting those shelves restocked. So for all those folks that are a part of this effort, thank you. More calls after the top of the hour. 866-90-RED-EYE. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Eric Harley. Gary McNamara, <laughs> Gary McNamara has the morning off. 86690-RED-EYE. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to get in 866-90-RED-EYE. We do have an open line right now if you want to chime in on the, the news of the day. It's all about coronavirus right now. Um, we are right now without our colleague and friend, Gary McNamara. Uh, he is taking the morning off. He is grieving the loss of his mother who passed away yesterday morning. We've known behind the scenes that uh, she was in grave condition and has been hospitalized, not related to COVID. She was tested twice, negative both times. But uh, she had another illness. It was uh, short term, uh, but she had been in the hospital for a while. And she passed yesterday morning. And he's taking this morning off. It may take some other days off uh, soon. But we told him, you take the time you need. Uh, and we know that uh, he will greatly miss her. Uh, but her legacy is a wonderful family. I I feel like I've met them all. I've only met Gary, but I feel like I've met them all. As Gary shared stories off the air. And a few on the air with me over the years. Uh, nearly 15 years as a team, Gary and I really are family. Uh, we don't, <laughs> you know, the bloggers, when we first, uh, first couple of years we were doing our show together, 2005, 2006, there were some bloggers, some radio bloggers that were saying, well, you know, these guys don't like each other. These guys really don't like each other, which is absolutely false. That's never been the case. Um, and we made a practice over the years to <laughs> we were the original social distancers right uh what our what our i guess mission was is to bring a unique perspective even from just the previous day to the program everything for the show right so we show up and then we can share something from the day or or whatever it is and we do text a lot and sometimes call each other a lot on on business items or on topics can you believe it? I'll never forget July 5th of 2016 when then-director James Comey of the FBI stepped up and did the whole no reasonable prosecutor thing for the Hillary email thing, email server uh, scandal, where she broke the law, but no reasonable prosecutor. And Gary, we were on vacation that, that week. It was a Independence Day week. He was on the golf course, and I called him. I was, well, I was texting him first. I said, oh, my gosh, can you believe this? Can you believe it? And so I got on the phone with him, and we just had this, this conversation. He said, hold on, I'm going to set my phone down. I got, he, was, he was on the golf course. And so he had to hit the ball, and he came back, and we just had this conversation. But it's been a, a, a great working relationship and partnership with him for nearly 15 years. 
and he and I, I can, I know I can speak for him on this. We greatly appreciate you being here uh, every night. I've been doing this for 23 years. <laughs> if you had asked me, because I did nights early in my radio career, and I hated it. I hated it. Now, it was music, so you didn't have the same kind of cadence. You didn't have the same kind of conversation with your listeners, which we, we enjoy greatly. Um, but I thought to myself, man, I'll never work nights again, and I'm so grateful to have had this job for over 23 years. Uh, it is it is a great, great, great job. Gary and I both love it. And it's one of the reasons that even through this really rough time for him, it he he wanted to be here over the last couple of nights. And he he didn't need to be, but he felt that being at home and he couldn't be with his mother in New York, uh, it was better to be here. It was He and I both believe this is therapeutic in nature if we're going through something to be here. And we're glad you're here because it, it greatly helps us. It gives us a, pur- a purpose. It solidifies our mission statement to have a conversation, to have even a little bit of fun, which which we do have every night here on this program. And while I'm the guy who coined the phrase, we're doomed, actually, I think probably a few people in history said it, very few people before I did. Really, I'm the one that's famous for it. Let's face it. But I've been saying over the years, tongue-in-cheek, we're doomed. And it has to do with the mentality. But when it comes to COVID-19, I'm, I am confident that we will get back to normal at some point. We've got great minds working on this. And our economy will be back. We're going, we're hitting right now a, a really rough, rough time in the economy. We're going to hear from the Treasury Secretary, uh, Steve Mnuchin, uh, here in just a moment. You know what? No, let's, let's right now, let's interject this. Uh, I'll just uh, wrap it up with, with Gary's personal situation to say that uh, I know many of you keep him in your thoughts and prayers during this time. We certainly do. The team here at Red Eye Radio, we're a skeleton crew, just a handful of us, really, uh, to to make all this happen. We've got a really great production team, and we are grateful to have this job, and we're grateful that you are there. We're grateful for our sponsors. Speaking of which, coming up in just a few minutes, we'll hear from another sponsor. Part of the story related to what's going on right now with truck drivers and, and what it takes to deliver the goods, a really heartwarming story at the bottom of the hour, but our thoughts and prayers are with our colleague and friend and family member, Gary McNamara, and his family during this time as they grieve the loss of his mother who passed away on Thursday morning. Um, a lot of people are wondering about, okay, uh, th- those who qualify for the 1200 per adult, 500 per child uh, amount that's coming from the IRS. And, you know, we, well, through the IRS from the federal government, by the way, it's not taxable. You should know that. It is relief. So it will not be taxed. There was a lot of questions. We got a lot of questions anecdotally about uh, Social Security and SSI. And Secretary Mnuchin at the press conference just hours ago actually talked about that. And when you can expect, if you're expecting that money, when you can expect it to hit your account. Within two weeks, the first payments will be direct deposit into taxpayers' account. And as the president said, last night the president authorized me to say that anybody that has Social Security recipients won't need to file a new tax return. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, what had come out before the president was gave that authority to the Treasury Secretary for those that get Social Security benefits, if you only live on Social Security and you don't have a tax burden, you typically don't file. Many people do not file. So many people that live strictly on Social Security 
don't and maybe have for years have not filed a a tax return. So the story had come out that you would have to just file it once, which you wouldn't owe money if you're just getting, again, Social Security. It's not taxable. You would not owe, owe money to the government, but you would file basically a zero tax return, right? You would just file that. And that was kind of going around the media, in fact, until the president gave that order a little over 24 hours ago to Secretary Mnuchin. Uh, That was going to be the play. Basically, you could set up the electronic transfer and they they would, the the IRS, the Treasury Department, would detect your account based on that 2019 filing, right? For the, well, the 2019 earnings year filing. And now that's not necessary, according to Secretary Mnuchin. So don't have all the details in front of me, but I'm assuming that if you get a direct deposit from Social Security, that they will go through those roles, those EFT roles, and that's how they will know where your bank account is, and that's how they'll find you. Again, if we get more details, we'll bring that to you. But a little bit of bright news for people expecting that money. Uh, Ted Cruz the other day had said that they expect the the EFTs to land by the 8th, which would be next Wednesday. Uh, We did not hear that from uh, the Treasury Secretary uh, on the Thursday briefing. But, as you heard, within two weeks. So if you're looking for that, uh, you'll you'll look for that in your bank account here in just a bit. We're going to get to your calls here uh, coming up after the break. And what else does the Treasury Secretary have to say Uh, Not such a bright moment in terms of what the economy is doing. We'll have that for you, Secretary Mnuchin, more from President Trump and the briefing. And, of course, Dr. Fauci and others who are guiding us here and and basically sharing with us what the data shows and also what we can expect from the coronavirus in the weeks and months to come. If you want to join in, please do. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Eric Carter. Gary McNamara is out this morning. He is mourning the loss of his mother who passed yesterday morning. Uh, She has been in great condition for a number of days in the hospital. Nothing related to COVID. Um, but certainly our thoughts and prayers are with Gary and his family. He will be back soon. 866-90-RED-EYE if you want to get in. In fact, uh, let's go to Gloria in Maryland this morning. Hi, Gloria. You're on Red Eye. Welcome. Good morning, Eric. Um, uh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad for all of you, and especially for Gary. I've been listening to you for as long as you've been broadcasting because I do animal rescue and I'm out between all the hours that you're on. I want you to know that I share your values and you 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 speak to all of us out there and you count and uh, but we're blessed to have you. I, I I mean I feel like you two are a member and your team are members of my family because I lost all of my family within a year and a half of each other. The year that my father had a stroke. Mm. I lost my mother a year and a half later. She had a massive heart attack mm. And I couldn't. I wasn't there for that. He, my dad died on Easter. My mother died on Thanksgiving. So mm. you can imagine that year, that year and a half, we lost 28 people in our family and our, you know, our church family. 
and our neighbors. So it was a hard year. And I, 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 know, I feel like I know so much about you because I listened to you and you're kind enough to share some of your personal life with us. So know that you're in my heart, you're in my prayers, all of you. Thank you. Uh, especially Gary. I, I, I can't even imagine because yeah. I know his dad is 94. And I'm sure he wants to be there for him mm. and can't be. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, know that I will pray for him. Um, I will light candles for him. And I, he's just in my thoughts. Thank you, Gloria. I, I know that uh, he greatly appreciates that. I know I can speak for him and, and that's uh, just a Again, um, a given that that he's going to be very grateful. We both are. I, I've said it before. I, it, it warrants repeating here that that we're grateful to have an audience out there every night. When you do a show in the middle of the night, you sometimes you don't hear from your audience as much. Uh, Gloria, we are glad to hear from you and actually meet you after you listening all these years. Uh, and thank you for letting us know that you're out there. We'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers as well as uh, anybody uh, out there that is suffering right now, a loss, uh, going through anything. Again, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And Gary, we'll be back soon. We greatly appreciate every 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 listener that we have, and we I have uh, appreciated everything over the years. I don't know how many times that, that I've said this off the air, but I, I appreciate Everything that I have learned and been able to share with Gary. Uh, it's been a great experience, and we're hopeful for many more years right here uh, on this show and and uh, with you. 866-90-RED-EYE. By the way, if you, don't, if you don't have the app, if you want to take us during the day and, and you uh, want to listen and you can't listen one night, you've got the app. You can listen to the podcast from the night before and uh, while you're going about your day or while you're sheltered in place, and we greatly appreciate that. Earlier... We heard from Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, and he was talking about when you should expect your checks. And he was doing, in fact, another interview, and he had this to say about the economy. I think there's a lot of this stuff that we already know, but hearing it from the Treasury Secretary is a little more sobering. Here's Steve Mnuchin. I think we're going to have a rough quarter because we've shut down major parts of the economy. But our economy was in great shape. Our our economy was the the economy that was really growing and and leading the world. And uh, American business is going to get through this, and we're going to be prepared. And and I expect that with all this liquidity we're putting into the economy to get through the next couple of months, uh, when we reopen, uh, we'll be ready and the economy will surge back. And that's Steve Mnuchin. And I, I think it's a given that most people who are stepping back and looking at the big picture, it will come back. And I, But the big question now is when? How soon? Uh, the deeper, the harder the fall, the, you know, the, the, the longer the recovery. There have been this 18 months. It's going to be 18 months. I go back to, Gary and I both go back to 2009, and we had shared some concerns with a colleague of ours. Uh, former manager, well, he was manager then, he's he's retired now, but about things going on and, and just a, a comment that the manager made and said, no, this we'll, we'll get beyond this in about a year or so. And Gary was like, yeah, I don't think so. And it, I mean, we were kind of in that funk. We really never came out, completely came out of that recession to the extent that I think we could produce. And even still, as great as the economy was before COVID, on GDP, while, by the way, there, the economy, I think, was chugging right along, I think we still have a lot to, that we can do. 
there, it, we, it, we can do a ton better than we were doing. And that has to do, I think, with a lot of policies put in place that are now gone. And let's hope that once we get beyond COVID that we can show our true potential once again as a nation and get back to where we were, not just on the Dow, not just on employment, but on GDP. And I suspect we will get there. Of course, GDP is going to grow now because it's all relative. And when you go way, way down, if you start to accelerate at a fairly quick pace, you're going to see GDP numbers rise very quickly. And we'll have to stay on top of that. And, of course, we'll keep you posted. 866-90-RED-EYE if you want to get in. And uh, we will, uh, in fact, uh, take some of your calls. Let's see here. All right. Uh, let's go to, in fact, we're going to go to Greg in Irving, Texas. He joins us right now. Greg, you're on. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Eric. Uh, go ahead and be talking to you. Good to be talking now, to you. On the news, on news a little bit ago, I saw something about scammers already trying to get people who are going to be getting this $1,200 financial assistance from the government that there's already groups out there trying to call people up saying, Oh, we can get you that money uh, if you don't have a if you haven't filed, but if you have like a checking account mm-hmm. yeah. and a routing number with you, yeah, just give us that number, yeah, and we'll get that money right to you. Well, you can expect Oy. that there is going to be a lot of fraud going on, and thank you, Greg. We appreciate that. Uh, there is going to be a lot of fraud going on. I, we go back to Katrina and the whole FEMA card thing. There was a ton of fraud there. I don't know if they factored that in when they. They come up with two and a half trillion dollar package to send out. I'm guessing they do, but you certainly should be aware as an individual. Don't ever get that information over the phone. Don't ever text it to anybody, ever, ever. If you have to go to your local IRS office, if if you believe the IRS needs something from you, but don't ever give any of that information out over the phone. Uh, I, I think that would be. Sound advice, generally speaking, in a situation like this or at any time. Coming up here in just a few minutes after the bottom of the hour, uh, we have many great sponsors who make it possible for us to to do this. And, of course, they've been dealing with COVID uh, in their own way. They all have a response to COVID. But it's the trucking industry that has been such a great supporter of our show for many years. And right now they're delivering the goods for America at this crucial time, like they always do. My grandfather was a truck driver before and after the war, World War II, and in fact died delivering a load on September 1st, 1956. And I've always taken it to heart. I've always had great appreciation because of my personal connection to the trucking industry. But coming up next, we're going to share a trucking industry story where a young man, son of a trucker, does something extraordinary. That's next here is your forecast. A very elongated frontal boundary from Canada to Texas will provide showers for areas from Minnesota down through Iowa, Missouri, the Arklatex, and some potential severe weather for south-central Texas today. As an area of low pressure in that region rides along that frontal boundary, and it's a very slow-moving system, so we will pick up copious amounts of rain and potential thunderstorms and high winds from Missouri to Texas. The snowmaker that's been plaguing the west for several days, beginning to wind down, but that won't be till later today. So look for periods of potential mixed precip for I-90 in South Dakota and I-80 in Nebraska in the overnight hours. That system again shifting eastward throughout the day. 
The desert southwest is clear. California dry today. Rain will be ending for Boston and New York City. It's clear in the Midwest and Deep South. Your national forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout. Your forecast is brought to you by the TruckSmart mobile app from Travel Centers of America. Download TruckSmart today to get what you need when you need it. people, corrupt and arrogant, who think they can get away with anything. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley on Red Eye Radio. Well, not anything. Well, okay, maybe anything. Maybe anything. Thanks, big guy. Eric Harley here. Gary McNamara is back soon. Uh, He, again, is out. He and his family grieving the loss of his mother who passed away on Thursday morning. Again, not related to covid and we, again, are with him in thoughts and prayers. I know that you are, too. And thank you so much for being here. And thank you, drivers, truck drivers all across America right now. I hear that there are a ton of companies out there that are hiring right now. I don't have any specifically in front of me. But if you have your CDL and it's current, uh, you're in demand right now as uh, trucking is stepping up to the plate and meeting an unprecedented demand. You think about the things I remember several years ago going through a store. We were having in okay, for my friends in Minnesota, for my friends in the northern tier, you're gonna have to forgive us for just a moment. But in Texas, when we get ice, just the smallest amount of ice, everything shuts down. Well, several years ago we got what they called cobblestone ice. I'd never heard of it before. But it builds up because of the, the nature of of uh, the temperature and and the nature of the precipitation, and it was bad. And my daughter and her husband, their apartment had lost power. Well, I was on a mission. They lived 20 minutes north on a normal day, but it took me two hours to get there on cobblestone ice. But I had to go get them because they had no heat, no light, and they had a baby. So I was off and ready. So I went and we came back and we had to get some things at the grocery store near the house and we stopped in. And man, the shelves looked about as bad as some of those stores look right now during the COVID. And I made the point to say to my daughter, this is what happens if trucks can't get there. Right now, trucking is, it's, there's a little bit of a lag on some things. You know, the toilet paper goes fast, very fast, apparently. Uh, but the the trucking industry is is stepping up, and they always have. I mean, if you look at those trucks on the road, before you think of, man, I wish that big rig would get out of my way, think about all the items on that truck. That 53-foot trailer is filled with things that you and I want and need. And, man, do we get upset if it's not on the shelves on a normal day. And right now, people are in a little bit of a panic mode. Fear is setting in, and we... I heard a psychologist explain it. We get our control back by going out and shopping and gathering things. So let's talk to our friends from Mercer and share a story. This is Mercer is a transportation is a sponsor of the program and a young man by the name of 
Logan Miller did something extraordinary. His dad's a trucker for Mercer. We're going to talk with Logan, Jason, the dad, and Brian Helton. And Logan's going to fill us in here on what happened to him on the road. He couldn't find food, and he tells us where it all began. I left out about noon on Monday. Well, after I got loaded, it took maybe an hour and a half to get loaded. Mm. So, you know, I had to be in Berea, Kentucky next morning for a delivery. So I, I only normally eat one meal a day. That's just how it is when you're out here on the road because you're you know you're chasing your clocks anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, amidst of all of the coronavirus scare and everything else like that, businesses really didn't know how to, you know, take care or sanitize or anything like that. Mm. So they were just limiting their hours. Right. When I finally got to Richmond, Kentucky, you know, uh, to the truck stop, by the time I got there that night. They had taken everything, like Arby's had closed closed down in the mm. restaurant. Yeah. Uh, the clean and stuff like that, which is understandable. Sure. I, I completely sure. understand that. Yeah. yeah. And normally I would have food on the truck, but I had just come off of a, a five-day home stretch. And mm. when I'm out here over the road, I normally try to keep the stuff in the truck for yeah. the truck. And then when I'm home, yeah. I try to make that my home time with my family. Sure, yeah. What did you finally do? I ended up getting a... Just from the regular convenience store, uh, a can of Vienna sausages, some crackers, and a, and a juice. Uh, went to bed that night, woke up the next morning, and during my delivery, you know, I was sitting there just talking to my wife. And normally, I, you know, I wouldn't – those are just conversations for me and my wife. Normally, my son, yeah. little did I realize we were on speakerphone. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, normally he, he would never be – put into that because he's only 13 i'm just sure, trying sure. Uh, you know i'm trying to keep his innocence trying to keep him you know still loving the fact that he loves truck drivers he declares himself the junior ceo of my company <laughs> i love that yeah. <laughs> well and 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 so of course uh now your son logan he overheard that conversation and uh he did. yeah and and i want uh, you know uh because it it as parents we do we look to protect our kids we don't want them feeling the pain a lot of the stories that we have, you know, back and forth, uh, you know, don't we don't want them getting to our children. And then, you know, um, sometimes that pain does get through. And let's bring Logan on. He's with us, too, right now. Logan, good morning. How are you? Good morning, sir. Hey, we appreciate you being on. When you heard that conversation between your parents. I felt mad. I felt sad, angry. So what did you do? You, I understand you had a little bit of an allowance built up, right? Yeah. All right. How much did you have on hand at that time? $50. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know a lot of adults who have $50 right now. Good for you. And then you stepped up and you asked for an advance on your allowance, on the next allowance, right? All right. And that's, so that would be another 50 Yes. Then that's 100 bucks you got. What did you do with that money? Feed hungry drivers that especially over the road because they're the ones that are most affected right now. Right. They don't get to go home every single night, see their families. Yeah. They don't get paid on a weekly basis. So you decided to feed some drivers. So, so what did you do? How did you use that money? How did you feed those drivers? Local Sam's Club here in uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. And I spent that money getting Uncrushables, which is our frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I love those, yeah. Slim Jims, mm-hmm. chip crackers, and yeah. 15 pounds of fresh fruit. And then you, you did what? Where did you go and, and where did you hand this stuff out? We actually went to um, Mount Morris, PA. Then we 
the rest area in between um, the PA line and uh, the Star City exit. What was the reception like? What did the drivers think? Friday wasn't very good because that was our first day starting. But yesterday we actually went back out and uh, did it again. And we actually started out with 28 uh, care packages and we ended up with nine that day. Logan, we can learn a lot from you, uh, your generosity. We greatly appreciate it, and and thank you, Logan, for that. Dad, what did it feel like when Logan came to you and and had that idea? First off, I was just shocked, and I'll be honest with you. The, you know, he kind of put a tear in my. You know, he kind of he kind of like hit home. Nobody right. thinks of us drivers out here. Right. You know, granted, everybody right now that's out there that's considered essential mm-hmm. are essential. Yeah. Hospital workers, sure, food sure. store, yeah. you know, all them people are essential, but. You know, like Logan's motto, if there's no trucks, the world stops. It just hits home because you, you're sitting out here and you see these trucks just moving, and nobody's really taking the time to say thing. Ironically, you know, my 13-year-old son steps up. Somebody I would have never even imagined would have thought to do that. Mm, yeah. You know, he steps up, and now now it's it's gotten like this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think we've seen it anecdotally here on the show, and it's where there's a greater appreciation by mom-and-pop America who are not in the trucking industry, especially right now, because we realize how crucial it is when we go to our stores and we see the bare shelves, uh, like Logan would say, look, if, 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 if trucking stops, the world stops, and, and that's exactly what we're seeing play out. Now, there's a difference here right now because there's a run on things, but imagine that if this were about trucking you know, shutting down, if trucking shut down for three days, it'd be a lot worse than it is right now. And uh, trucking's getting everything done right now uh, while we're not getting uh, everything filled, you know, uh, immediately in terms of the shelves. Uh, the trucking industry is working really hard and getting things there every day. And it's been a, a, a tremendous effort. And I'm really proud uh, to see the trucking industry shine in a moment like this. And uh, we thank you for, for being on. And, and Logan, keep up that good work and keep up that spirit, would you, buddy? Thank you. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. And, Dad, uh, thank you. Job well done. Thank you so much for being with us as well. Just great stuff. Thank you. And we wish you all the safe miles out there in the future. You know, Brian, this is one of the things that you and I have talked about over the years, and that is the appreciation for the trucking industry. Um, And I know you guys at at Mercer go out of your way because I've been been there. I've seen it, uh, the party party you guys have. Uh, the the day before the Louisville show starts, um, and and also the open door policy that you guys have had. Even if you're not a Mercer driver, stop in, say hello, spend some time. The doors are always open. Yeah, we've always tried to show that appreciation. And gosh, I don't know how long it's been now for us, man. I've been talking to you about these kind of things for <laughs> at least a decade. Yeah, yeah, at least. And uh, to to grown people, yeah. we're trying to tell grown people, hey, appreciate these drivers. Yeah. They're they're out there making our country go. And my man Logan's 13 and has it all figured out. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> but uh yeah, they they're they're just good examples of uh of good people and and good child rearing. I yeah. mean, you know, Jason's Jason's pretty awesome for raising this guy. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Uh, I think of Bill Rethwich Jr., a uh, driver out of uh, Toma, Wisconsin. And I met him at a truck show years ago, and he did really well. And he introduced me to his son, and his son at that time was 12. And he changed the oil on on the trucks. 
And the only thing he couldn't do because his hands weren't big enough is get around, get his hands around that filter. So he needed help oh, with yeah. that. But but other than that, he did the maintenance. He was doing maintenance on the trucks, and they're you know family owned uh, a carrier, and and it was just you know great to see. And this is another example. You know, Jason and his son Logan. Uh, this is what it's going to take to move this industry forward in the future if we're going to have drivers behind the wheel. And I just love this story. Uh, let me ask you, how are things at Mercer? Uh, you know, we're working from home. Yeah, um, We've got a few people in the office. We still want our guys to be able to get inspections when they come through. So sure. we've got okay. some folks yeah. um, that are in there for just things that, you know, just driver-centric right. um, functions where yeah. if one of our guys is in town and needs help with something, we have somebody. Uh, but the rest of us are on lockdown. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, but uh, our spirits are good. Um, we, you know, this certainly helps things yeah. like this. Yeah, no doubt. And, um, you know, we're just really impressed with the way trucking and the community pulls together. Sure. sure. Uh, when the country kind of seems like it's just kind of hard to get along with. And if I if I could do something for Logan real quick, sure. Um, sure. He doesn't he doesn't know this yet, but. I saw that he was doing this. His dad posted this on Facebook, um, I guess, last Wednesday. That, yeah. But this was his plan, and we sent a goodie box out to him. He doesn't know it yet, but that'll probably be there today. <laughs> so I tell I tell the general managers about Logan, and by now his video's blowing up. <laughs> um, he, he's kind of fame. I'm kind of sharing his time today. Wow. Um, great. So the general managers got together and wanted to help the cause. So they sent Logan a $500 check. And then contractor relations calls me up and says, hey, have you sent this guy any Mercer gear? I said, yeah, I sent him some. They said, well, we need you to send him some more because he doesn't have any of this gear. So they sent you some Mercer Mentor apparel. Wow. And we want to make him an honorary Mercer Mentor. Wow. Um, that's... We think Logan displays all of the traits and characters um, wow. that make trucking great. <laughs> I love it. So, well, Logan, we got that all coming. Yeah, um, just a- incredible. Congratulations, Logan. That that's all coming to you, and and uh, we appreciate again everything and that spirit. Uh, this is the spirit of the trucking industry, and and I just love that. Uh, great job there, and Brian. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate you sharing this with us because. Uh, you know, you reaching out to us saying, hey, this story has to be told, and, and we greatly yeah. appreciate it. And our friends over at Transportation Nation also have, have been sharing this, and and, uh, and we love the job that they do as well. Brian, thank you so much. We're praying for our, all you guys out there in the trucking industry to be safe and, and, uh, and to be okay. I know we're going to get through this all. I hope to see you very, very soon. I'm hoping we'll get together at the Gats Show in Dallas. All right, buddy? Oh, we definitely will. All if, right. If they're having it, we'll see you there, buddy. Again, that's uh, Brian Helton from Mercer Transportation. Logan, great job. A great young man, and we greatly appreciate his efforts. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Eric Harley. Gary McNamara has the morning off. If you want to join us, 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll get to your calls after the top of the hour. We'll also hear from Governor Cuomo what's going on in the state of New York. 
Uh, what are they dealing with in terms of equipment, vents and everything else, ventilators and and more? We will talk about that. Uh, the I guess the theme of the White House and the COVID response team presser on Thursday evening was everybody cover up, get the mask on, uh, make sure that you're you're uh, practicing uh, in safe mode, I guess they would call it in the tech world, uh, by covering your mouth. And there are some suggestions coming, of course, from the president. He's being mocked by one suggestion. We'll hear him and what he suggested and asked, was it based on something scientific? Your calls and more coming up. 866-90-RED-EYE. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.